We're all frauds, at least that's what we may think of ourselves even though it's not a fair assessment of who we actually are. We force ourselves to believe that we're not worthy of the positions that we've attained, whether it be a job, CEO, a trade skill, fame and popularity, even parenting. And we could be rock stars at it, but we just feel like frauds no matter what. This phenomenon is often referred to as imposter syndrome. It's not a disease or an abnormality, and it's not necessarily linked to cognitive issues like depression and anxiety or self-esteem. Sometimes these negative thoughts are so powerful, it may cause you to miss out on higher paying jobs, promotion opportunities. You may take less beneficial risks because you lack the confidence in yourself to move beyond your comfort zones. So where do these false ideas and thoughts of ourselves come from and how do we get rid of them? On this episode of Shots from the Winchester, learn about imposter syndrome and five tips you can use to retake your self-worth. Let's break it down. Imposter syndrome is the condition of feeling anxious and not experiencing success internally, despite being high performing in external objective ways. This condition often results in people feeling like a fraud or a phony and doubting their abilities in themselves. We have routines in life, but life itself is not routine. There's all kinds of bumps in a road that we need to navigate and sometimes that causes us to feel inadequate when encountering challenges. We're all dealing with something called pluralistic ignorance. We all doubt ourselves privately and think we're alone in our feelings. But then we also unfairly validate our negative feelings of ourselves and compare ourselves to our cohorts, our friends, family, and business associates. And neither of those feelings are based in anything more than a fabricated idea we've exploited in our own minds. You might suffer from imposter syndrome if you feel like you got lucky even though you actually prepared well and worked hard. You find it hard to accept praise from people. You apologize for yourself when you didn't actually do anything wrong. You hold yourself to impossibly high standards. The fear of failure is paralyzing. You avoid expressing confidence because you feel like people are going to think you're overcompensating or you're obnoxious, which draws more attention than you want. You're just convinced you're not enough. You turn down opportunities for growth or visibility at work. Unless we talk to them, we really don't know how our peers and coworkers are coping with everything. So we're just left with these impressions, these false impressions of ourselves based on information we don't know. And then we may be surprised when we see one of our coworkers slip up. And in some way, you know what, low key, it's kind of a relief, isn't it? Not to see them fail, but this that that recognition of perfection is proven false. And we think perfection means that we need to be the best at something, but being the best at something doesn't mean that we've reached the Narnia of perfection. It just means that we're very good at something. And we all understand this, but our subconscious is on a different level with it. And it has us measuring our success while balancing on a scale of doubt. And so maybe we're not imposters, maybe we're not frauds. Maybe it's just another leftover defense mechanism from our hunter-gathering ancestors like ADD and ADHD. And we'll talk about that in another video. What is the root cause of imposter syndrome? Well, it's debatable, but the main cause includes family dynamics, family expectations, and the value of success and perfection in childhood can stay with an individual throughout their life. Cultural expectations also. Uh, different cultures put different values on education, career, and different definitions of what success looks like. This means that we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to meet up to standards, whether they're our own standards or the standards of others. 
and that pressure often informs our decisions and our self-image. Everyone else seems to be doing just fine all around you. Even when you catch accolades, you feel it's not that you deserve it. You're just hiding the fraud you are really well. You feel out of place, like you don't belong here. If anyone finds out you're not as knowledgeable as you appear, you'll be fired or demoted. People may look down on you. Perhaps you're closing a deal face to face, but two days earlier, a pimple the size of a golf ball appears on your forehead and you curse eating that whole bag of Doritos you were watching the game with the other day. Automatically, it's obvious to you the investors are looking right at that light bulb shaped object protruding from your forehead rather than the reputation and integrity of your namesake. But the pimple is bigger than you now, bigger than the rest of the world. It shakes your confidence. You run from the office in the middle of the meeting with a file folder covering your forehead and your line of sight. You rush to escape the embarrassment, hit the door to the dark staircase where your blocked vision causes you to stumble down the stairs into the den of a lion who lives on the platform between floors and makes you his den toy. All because you couldn't stay calm and carry on. That last part was just to see if you were still awake. In reality, your performance is stellar. No one cares about your pimple. You're hitting the deadlines. Life is good. But the thoughts are still there. They keep coming daily and situationally. Imposter syndrome isn't always debilitating, but it can be if you allow it. So how do we deal with this? Fortunately, there's a lot of ways to deal with imposter syndrome. Some folks go to the extreme end of it and sound like they know it all, but they don't. It's actually just a front, possibly to protect themselves from appearing like frauds. It's debatable. But that's a phenomenon known as the Dunning-Kruger effect. And I got a whole video on that, so check the link below. Five tips to combat imposter syndrome. Number one, know you're not alone. You think of anyone you might consider a mentor or a role model, and they're dealing with this, or they may have dealt with this, at least at some point. From your friends and bosses, to celebrities like Taylor Swift and Drake, Master Yoda. Deal with this, I Whoa, do not. Yoda, hot mic, hot mic. Imposter, I am no, not. I'm not calling you a fake Master Yoda. I'm just gonna put your chat on mute, and I'm just gonna push you aside right there before you force choke me. There we go. You can't really escape it, right? Imposter syndrome is so common, it can occur across any age group, gender, profession, racial demographic, individuals from minoritized groups may be more likely to experience it due to racism, social stigmas, and microaggressions. Just try to recognize that you're not alone. Number two, let go of perfectionism. Perfectionism is fuel for imposter syndrome. When you feel like a fraud, it's because you're comparing yourself to others or some idea of perfection that may be unattainable. Trying to attain perfection can actually be counterproductive as it could hold up projects or prevent things from getting done entirely. Number three, be kind to yourself. You don't need to be an expert every day. Take some pressure off yourself. When you start having those thoughts that tear you down, think about your goals and ground yourself. I mean, they're just thoughts when you think about it. Thoughts cause reactions in us that can work for us and against us. That dichotomy is the daunting complexity of the human condition and the divine comedy that we call life. So welcome to the party. Four, talk about it. One of the best remedies of imposter syndrome is to have a conversation with a close friend or a colleague. They can help you realize accomplishments you've overlooked. Like only being six months into a new business when you feel like it's been a year already and what do you have to show for it? And then they tell you to calm down. You just started your business and look how much you've gotten done already. We put too much emphasis on perfection and not enough on transparency. That's leading us down a dark path. 
Sometimes if you talk about it to someone, they may reveal their own insecurities around similar situations in their own life, past or present. That can help put you at ease and give you some insight on how others are coping with imposter syndrome. Five, break your comfort zone. It's common that people turn down career opportunities because they don't believe that they have what it takes to do the job. Think about it, are you unworthy of the position that you're going for, or are you reasonably qualified or unqualified? If you think you're unworthy, then that could be imposter syndrome. As the great poet Ice Cube once said, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. Try to remember what's driving you forward. And if you're not sure what that is yet, that's okay. Make sure you're looking for that drive every day. Look for it in everything you do. And once you find it, stay on track. And don't let imposter syndrome send you off the rails. So next time you look around and you think everyone's nailing life, but those sneaky thoughts of being an imposter just won't quit, don't let it fuel your self-doubt. Nobody's perfect. Just hold your head up. Talk to someone. You're not alone. Join the conversation on imposter syndrome in the comments below. Tell us some examples of what you've dealt with, maybe something a friend has dealt with. Make sure you hit subscribe and put a like on the video if you enjoyed it. I'm your host, Al Green, and on behalf of Greencastle Consulting, your nation's premier strategy execution firm, thank you for joining us. And I'll see you in the next episode. Shots from the Winchester podcast brought to you by Greencastle Consulting, your nation's strategy execution firm.